0: And thank you so much for listening to the podcast, and I appreciate your support. Hello, friends. My name is Eric Cloward, and welcome to the Stoic Coffee Break. The Stoic Coffee Break is a weekly podcast where I take an aspect of stoicism and do my best to break it down to its most important points. I share my successes and my failures. And hope that you can learn something from my experience and better apply Stoic principles in your life. This week, I want to talk about a model of thinking. So, the Stoics teach us that we have control over a few things. Our thoughts, our choices, our actions. In short, our will. So, is there a way that we can get better with our thinking and improve our outcomes? Today, I want to talk about a model that can help us be more aware of our thinking And how it impacts us and with that awareness improve our lives you have power over your mind not outside events realize this and you will find strength marcus aurelius everything we hear is an opinion not a fact everything we see is a perspective not the truth marcus aurelius one of the most important things that the stoics teach us is that our thinking one of the only things that we have control over is one of the most important things in determining whether we are successful in accomplishing the things that we want to in life and ultimately what determines our happiness. Because we can only experience life through our own subjective experience, we're the ones that ultimately determine how we judge what happens to us and what meaning we give to those events. A simple example of this is how the same thing can happen to different people with wildly different outcomes simply because of the perspective a person has on something. For example, in study after study, people who've suffered traumatic injuries such as losing a limb or severe burns report that while the initial impact of the injury can certainly cause depression, anxiety, and other issues, over time, most people end up reporting that their level of happiness returns to basically where it was before the accident. If they were happy before, they were generally happy afterwards. If they were depressed, they generally fall back into their same way of being. There have also been lots of studies about how people who have a sudden windfall of wealth through inheritance, the lottery, or some other channel, report that even with all this sudden good luck, after a few weeks or months the shine wears off and they are as happy or unhappy as they were before coming into wealth. Oftentimes we get exactly what we want, a raise, a new car, or something else that we thought would bring us happiness, and we find that that happiness is only temporary. So why is it that Even when we change our circumstances to something that we are sure will make us happy, we often end up right back where we were. I think it's because no matter what the circumstances are, we are still the same people. We still have the same way of thinking, and how we think and the meaning that we give to these things has a far greater impact on us than the circumstances themselves. As Epictetus said, it's not the things that upset us, but our opinion of them. So how do we get better about improving our thinking? As with most things, it really comes down to awareness. If you want to know why you're getting the results you're getting, you need to know what you are thinking. Now, I've mentioned one of my favorite life coaches on this podcast a couple of times, Brooke Castillo, and one of the best things that she teaches is what she calls the model. The model is basically a simple yet powerful outline of how our minds work. It's not anything new, and these ideas have been around for millennia, but it's a nice encapsulation of what the Stoics teach— So I'm going to share that with you here. The first part of the model are circumstances. These are what the Stoics would label as externals. This includes circumstances and events that happen to us. It's simply what life brings your way. When you think of circumstances, they are things that are purely factual. They are things that you could prove in a court of law. Things like, it is raining outside, or that car is red, or I am 50 years old. The next part are thoughts. When you encounter circumstances and events, you have certain thoughts around them. And this includes both conscious and unconscious thoughts. This is the story that you're telling yourself about the events and circumstances, and what you think they mean. These are not facts, but rather your judgments and opinions and impressions. The next part is emotions. And emotions are caused by our thinking. When we tell ourselves a story about the things that are happening, we create emotions. We feel something. And that could be anxiety, it could be joy, it could be fear. Whatever it is that you are feeling, it is caused by your thinking. The next part is actions. And our actions are driven by our emotions. So the word emotion comes from the Latin "emovere," which means to move out, remove, or agitate. It's from the same root as motive, motor, move, and momentum. Emotions are the things that get us to make choices and take actions. Now the last part of the model is simply the results. When we make choices and take action, then we get results of some kind. So how can we use this model in our lives? Well, if you want to understand how you are dealing with something in your life, you can use the model to help clarify why you're getting the results that you're getting. By filling in the information in each of these sections, you can get a rough but clearer picture about what's going on. Now, if you're in a place where you can sit down, I want you to pull out a sheet of blank paper And I want you to write down these five sections and give yourself some space to write next to them. And those sections, again, are circumstances, thoughts, emotions, actions, and results. So let's take an example and fill out each of these lines. The nice thing is that you can start with any section. Let's say that you get into an argument with your significant other at least once a week about the dishes. You get frustrated with them for just leaving the dishes in the sink rather than putting them in the dishwasher as you would prefer. Let's fill in lines and see how we can be more aware of our thinking. Remember, these can be done in any order. It's kind of like putting a puzzle together. Though for this exercise, I'll go in order just to illustrate the different ideas. So in the circumstances line, we put my partner leaves the dishes in the sink and I've asked them to put them in the dishwasher. And that's it. Those are the only facts that we have for this story. Now, let's fill in the thinking line. When my partner doesn't put the dishes in the dishwasher, I feel like they are disrespecting me and doing it just to upset me. Next, let's fill in the emotion line. You'd write down something like, I feel frustrated or I feel angry. And remember, these are just emotions. You can't put something like, I feel ignored because being ignored is, first off, an action. And second, you're attributing it to the other person. In the action line, we would write something like, I complain to my partner about the dirty dishes being left in the sink. Lastly, in the results line, we might put something like, My partner feels like they are being attacked and storm off. Once you have this filled out, you have a little bit more clarity about the situation. You can examine the thoughts you have around the situation. And in this example, the thoughts are projecting a motive onto your partner. They may or may not be doing it to purposely upset you, but because of those thoughts you feel angry, which drive you to complain to your partner and start the conflict again. When you're able to change your thinking around the situation, it can change your emotions and actions, which lead to different results. Today I escaped anxiety, or no, I discarded it, because it was within me and my own perceptions, not outside. Marcus Aurelius In short, if you're dealing with an issue and you want to have some clarity around it, Using this simple model is a great way to examine the situation a little more rationally. It's a framework to start from to help you see where you may have some thinking errors. It can also be used in a positive way. If you're trying to get some kind of result, try filling this out and see what kind of thinking and actions might help you achieve the results you want. Now let's say that you want to meditate for 30 minutes a day, but you find it challenging to do so. So you would put, I want to Meditate for 30 minutes a day in the results line. Now, in the actions line, you might put something like, I schedule a break at 10 a.m. in my calendar. In the emotions line, you might have something like, I'm excited about my 30 minutes of meditation. In the circumstances line, you might have, I have a space in my house with pillows near a window. And in the thoughts line, I know that after each session, I feel more relaxed and feel more clear in my thinking. The mind is a pretty complex thing, but helping to gain some clarity in our own thinking can really make a world of difference. Using a model like this is a way to help improve our awareness of our thoughts and how that thinking leads to the results that we get. And while this model is not all encompassing, it's a great starting point to gain insight into the stories that we tell ourselves, which drive the actions we take and the results that we get. And that's the end of this week's Stoic Coffee Break. Be good to yourself. Be good to others, and thanks for listening.